0: would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker and we have uh, a pretty uh interesting show this evening because we're going to uh, celebrate a few birthdays a little later on in the show there's a couple of uh very important people that have birthdays in and around today, but specifically today is the birthday of one of the great multi-instrumentalists, one of the great saxophonists who also played the oboe and the flute and various other instruments and was really instrumental in uh, bringing in world music before it was even called that to uh, the concept of jazz. I'm talking about the great Yusef Latif, Today would be his birthday anniversary. He was born in 1920 on this day and passed away just a couple of years ago. And the other birthday is someone who is still very much with us. He's 83 years old today, and the great South African pianist, composer, band leader. Early in life, he was known as Dollar Brand, and like Yousef Latif, he... Um, adopted the Muslim faith and became Abdullah Ibrahim. And uh, it's his birthday today. So those two people, Yusef Latif and Abdullah Ibrahim. And, of course, a little later on in the show, tomorrow, October 10th, will be the 100th anniversary of the birth of of one of the great and most Im- one of the most important movers and shakers in modern jazz, Mr. Thelonious Monk. And tomorrow, he would be 100 years old. And of course, his music lives on. So we'll have uh, musical examples of all those th- three folks on the show. But uh, our jazz feature um, is a continuation of this uh, particular concept we're doing this month of obscure musicians. And I think tonight's artist could be the most obscure. Last week we had the, uh, uh, our first uh, obscure musician was a wonderful saxophone player who played with Max Roach and Miles Davis but unfortunately never recorded uh, with those people, Uh, his name, Rocky Boyd. And we featured his only album under his own name, where he was the band leader. And in this case, tonight, is a piano player. His name, Valdo Williams. And Valdo Williams... A rather mysterious uh, individual. He was born in New York City, March thirtieth, nineteen twenty-eight, and lived to eighty years old. He died uh, July eighth, two thousand and ten, in in New York. Now, Valdo had played with. Um, in nineteen fifty-three, uh, Valdo was uh, part of the entourage that Charlie Parker brought to Montreal to uh, not only do a TV show, but to play an engagement. And Valdo was the piano player with Charlie Parker. He also played with the great president, Lester Young, and and other people. But he had his own musical agenda, very definitely. And it was, um, he worked out in, in very small, sort of obscure little clubs around New York City. He also, earlier on uh, in life... Um, he was very familiar with Montreal. A lot of New York musicians uh, during the late 40s and 50s came up to Montreal. It was easy to cross the border at the time, and um, the the uh, population of... Uh, there were lots of clubs in Montreal. It was, um, <laughs> it was a very different city uh, than what it is now. It's still a beautiful city, of course, um, but at the time, there were all kinds of... Uh, clubs around and and so on and so forth and uh uh there were some great jazz clubs and he played in a band led by trumpeter Louis metcalf and they were the house band at a very famous uh, club on saint Antoine street called the cafe saint michel and that's where uh, all the jazz folks uh gathered and uh, hung out and played and valdo williams the pianist was part of uh, Louis Metcalf's band, and uh, so he was very familiar with uh, with the city of Montreal. So Valdo was really a very obscure musician. I, I had uh, a few years ago, um, I had a really great conversation with the great alto saxophonist Jackie McLean, and we talked about lots and lots of things, of course, and. I had known Jackie since 1964, so we had a a pretty um, involved conversation. But I asked him about Valdo Williams, um, and I don't know why I thought of Valdo, but I just sort of asked Jackie, I said, are you familiar with Valdo Williams? He said, you know, he said, when I was just starting to play and and get into clubs and so on in the late 40s, he said i w- i heard valdo williams in in some of the small joints around harlem and he was playing like cecil taylor and and, and uh, i said you're kidding and he said you know he said before the, the world had even heard of cecil taylor valdo was doing that kind of playing and um, i said did you ever play with him and he said damn it. he said i i did he, uh, he said he said i Uh, asked to sit in with him one time and he said he (laughs) scared the daylights out of me he was a very very serious guy and he said he he forced me to play this is Jackie McLean speaking he said he forced me to play uh, in a way that I had not played before and and so he said I came out of the experience a little shaken but I realized that I had really learned something uh, from him Um, after that he said uh, there weren't uh too many other contacts uh, you know he said uh, um he had gone on to play with Miles Davis and 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 so on and so forth so um but he he was aware of of Walter Williams so he told me how advanced he was in terms of his playing or how how different he was not necessarily advanced i guess but just different anyway um That was a a rather interesting observation, because not too many people know about Valder Williams. So we get to our jazz feature, and we're going to have Valder Williams only recording under his own name. He only made one. And, of course, he was a very capable pianist. Um, He could play other styles, which he did. uh, If he was able to play with Lester Young and Charlie Parker and some of the other musicians... Um, to necessarily to make a living and to play, but to do his own music, that was the key. And Savoy Records, a very um, a jazz label, gave him this opportunity, and he took it. And all of this was recorded um, December twentieth, nineteen sixty six, and it came out on Savoy Records, and it was called New Advanced Jazz by Waldo Williams and um, in the liner notes of the short essay where he sort of said that he's looking for new things and new paths in music, and he was very, very happy with the people he was playing with. Uh, Reggie Johnson was the bass player, of course, and Reggie had played with all kinds of people, Bobby Hutchison, Eric Dolphy, all sorts of people, and drummer Stu Martin. Uh, a wonderful drummer that played with Sonny Rollins and Jim Hall and Art Farmer and all kinds of people as well, so two very experienced musicians but he Waldo Williams felt at home with these with these uh people and he stated that in the notes that he was very happy with with the band he was happy with the music and um that was that was the album. The album was quite favorably. Um, reviewed in Downbeat magazine. They gave it three and a half stars and um, uh, praised the album as being rather innovative and so on, but there was also some criticism. And um, (laughs) Valdo, uh, um, being a very, very serious guy, uh, actually wrote a letter to Downbeat magazine complaining about the review and said that it, the album deserved a lot more than three and a half stars, which is actually not a bad review—three um, and a half out of five. And um, the 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 thing is, um, he wrote some letters, and they back and forth, back and forth, and Downbeat finally said, uh, "No, uh, no more letters. Uh, that's it." And so that's pretty well the last we heard of Baldo Williams. Um, We're going to get to the music right now, and it's called New Advanced Jazz. There's only four tunes on here. They're all compositions by Mr. Williams, and uh, we open with one called Desert Fox, and um, tune number two is called Bad Manners. Uh, Tune number three is called Move Faster, and tune number four is called The Conqueror. So here, then, is this very innovative uh, and very interesting pianist, his one and only album. Uh, Valdo is, again, with uh, Reggie Johnson on bass and Stu Martin on drums. And we begin our jazz feature right now with Desert Pox. (音楽) so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our jazz feature this evening, a recording, the only recording under his own name by probably the most obscure of all the jazz artists whose music we're going to explore this month on the jazz features, New York-born Valdo Williams, pianist, composer, and this was his only album. It was done in... December, December 20th to be exact, 1966 for Savoy Records. And it's entitled New Advanced Jazz. And with that title, uh, Valdo declared his musical intentions. And of course, uh, a most interesting and very um, individualistic um, piano concept that Mr. Williams uh, exhibited he um, was a very, very capable pianist, obviously, and he had played with uh, Charlie Parker, um, Lester Young, Hal Singer, uh, a number of uh, great musicians over the years, Lewis Metcalf. and Waldo, uh, of course, um, performed with these uh, gentlemen, played their music and uh, understood it, and obviously was good enough to uh, play with these great gentlemen. But he had his own ideas, uh, which he honed in uh, small, sort of obscure gigs um, in and around New York City and wherever he could play. And uh, he put this trio together. These were uh, younger musicians than uh, Mr. Williams. Uh, On bass, Reggie Johnson, and on drums, Stuart Martin. Now, um, Reggie, of course, had played with people like Eric Dolphy and Bobby Hutchison, Wayne Shorter, and all kinds of people. And uh, Stu Martin, of course, uh, was a really fine drummer, played with Quincy Jones, Sonny Rollins, um, all kinds of uh, excellent um, uh, band leaders, and of course was a a very respected drummer. But the two of them together um, pleased Mr. Williams, and uh, he felt very at home with these two uh, uh, gentlemen and playing his uh, unique brand of music. So hence this album, and it's sad to say, this is the only recording he ever made under his own name. And um, he, he lived a good long life. As I said, he was born in New York City, uh, March the 30th, 1928, and he died there July 8th, 2010. He was 80 years old. The um, compositions on this album, there's only four, and they're all fairly lengthy tracks. The first one was called Desert Fox, and a pretty exciting piece of music. Um, And the second piece of music was called Bad Manners, and the third piece of music was the shortest of all the compositions, called Simply Move Faster. And the final tune, the longest track on the album, was entitled The Conqueror. Valdo Williams. Uh, So he's the second of our obscure and uh, almost forgotten jazz artists. Uh, we're doing a whole month of, um, of these uh, individuals that uh, even a lot of dedicated jazz fans uh, don't know about. So if you've never heard Valdo Williams, you just heard him. And uh, that was our jazz feature this evening, New Advanced Jazz. You are listening to The Jazz Show, the Thanksgiving edition. I'd just like to wish everybody uh, a happy Thanksgiving Day, and I think we should all give thanks that we are residing in, it's not without its problems, but we are residing in a politically stable country, and uh, we're doing very well on, uh, on most fronts right here in Canada, and I think most of us are very happy to be here, and we should be thankful for that. End of lecture. (laughs) You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back after uh, these significant messages with uh, some music by the great and wonderful Youssef Latif. And um, we're going to hear some music by him. And of course, he's celebrating his birthday anniversary today. He was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, October 9th, 1920. Youssef Latif. Coming up after these messages. UBC Careers Day and Graduate and Professional Schools Fair is
1: happening on October 18th and 19th from eleven to five PM in the AMS Student Nest and features over hundred and fifty exhibitors for you to connect with to explore current or future employment, academic, or involvement opportunities. To help you prepare for this event, the Center for Student Involvement and Careers is holding Learning Labs on October 16th and 17th to ensure that you are ready to impress exhibitors on the day of the event. For more information, visit students.ubc.ca and search for Career Fair.
0: We got some weather for you, and we're going to tell you what it is tonight. Partly cloudy, and then it's going to cloud over tonight. So with a low of eight, it's getting cooler out there. Time to uh, wear some warmer clothes. I think. I know I'm doing it, and I I think a lot of other people are. It's time to ditch the uh, the shorts and sandals. uh, I'm afraid. But uh, tomorrow is going to be mainly cloudy with um, some rain in the morning and in the afternoon. And then a rather vague forecast, it says then scattered showers. (laughs) So there you go. Think of scattered showers uh, off and on all day with a low of 8 and a high of 13. That's tomorrow, Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, a low of 7, high of 12, And then for the next uh, couple of days, Thursday and Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, probably quite pleasant, uh, with lows between 7 and highs around 11 or 12. Uh, Then Saturday uh, is cloudy with only a 30% chance of a shower, with a low of 4 and a high of 12. And Sunday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, with a low of 5 and a high of 13. So that's basically the uh, forecast for the week. Well, as promised, here's some music by an incredible musician. He was born, his birth name was William Emanuel Huddleston, and he was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, October 9, 1920. And in 1950, um, he converted to Islam uh, and became Yusef Latif. He actually ditched the, his original last name because people misspelled it and, and and mispronounced it and all this kind of stuff, and um, he referred to himself as uh, William Evans, and uh, he uh, played with uh, Dizzy Gillespie's big band under the name William Evans, and then when he returned, uh, he loved Detroit, the city of Detroit, and when he returned to Detroit after touring with Dizzy Gillespie, that's when he um decided to uh convert to islam, and uh, he was a very, very devout throughout his life to uh, his faith and his religion and uh, was a great man Yousef latif was 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 wonderful. I remember a little story um, I remember meeting Yousef uh, when he was playing with Cannonball Adderley and uh, um, yousef had a, a, a called everybody brother uh, he, he, if you, you were introduced to him as, as, uh, uh, Ronald McDonald, say, for instance, he, he, he would call you brother Ronald, right? Or brother McDonald, (laughs) whatever. But you were always, uh, that's the way. And of course, uh, if you were female, you would be sister. Um, and, uh, that's the way he, he, he was. And, uh, uh, a very good friend of mine was uh, introduced to Youssef Latif, and he was sitting with me in the club, and I was talking with someone else, and he came back, and he said, I just met I just met Youssef Latif, and I said, oh, great, and he said, you know what? You know what, man? He called me brother, uh, you know, and I didn't want to burst this bubble. I was going to say, well, Yousef calls everybody brother, so... <laughs> anyway, my friend was was totally impressed with uh, Yusef Latif. He was a true gentleman and a great, great artist. And he, um, he passed away. He lived a good long life. He passed away uh, December twenty third, two 2013. And I, I remember the last time he appeared in Vancouver with a group of French musicians. Uh, he was brought here by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society and, and appeared at the uh, Vancouver East Cultural Center. And he sounded like a lion. He just played great. And he, he was really getting on as year, in years. He was 87, I believe. Um, but he was still playing so, so wonderfully. He was a great tenor saxophonist, flutist. Um, he played the oboe as well. Um, just an incredible musician. And he, before uh, even... Um, the word was even thought about. He Yusef Latif, was presenting world music. He loved instruments from other cultures because he studied them. And uh, he knew um, instruments, especially uh, Middle Eastern culture, and he, he adapted them uh, into his, into his uh, jazz groups, and that was all part of his um, uh, concept that he brought these instruments in, and, and he was playing world music before they even invented the term. We're going to hear Youssef on an early recording that he did in 1957. It was one of his early recordings, and uh, we're going to hear some pieces. Um, they're all compositions by Youssef. First one uh, is a blues, and it features his tenor saxophone, and um, look out. He had a, such a Huge sound on that instrument. The first one is called Youssef's Mood. Um, The second piece of music is called The Beginning. And the third piece of music is entitled Morning. And uh, uh, Morning features some some different instruments. And I'll explain what they are after we hear the music. So all three compositions here by Mr. Youssef Latif. The people involved in his group was his working band at the time, mostly Detroit-based musicians, Curtis Fuller on trombone, and a wonderful underrated piano player, one of the best, Hugh Lawson on piano, Ernie Farrow on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums, and um, Doug Watkins is also added here on some tunes playing percussion. Doug Watkins was a bass player, but... uh, He's playing some percussion uh, instruments on here as well to add to the atmosphere of the pieces. So the three pieces, again, we're going to hear Youssef's Mood, The Beginning, and Morning. Music of Youssef Music of
1: Youssef Latif. Thank you.
0: We heard three pieces by the great Youssef Latif, and uh, all recorded um, way back in 1957. And this uh, featured his working band of the time. It's from an album called Jazz Mood, which came out on uh, Savoy Records, and we heard um, Mr. Latif on tenor saxophone and Curtis Fuller on trombone. Hugh Lawson on piano, Ernie Farrell, who was the brother of um, Mrs. Coltrane, Alice Coltrane, and uh, Ernie um, was a wonderful bass player, and of course, he also played the rabab, which is um, uh, a Middle Eastern uh, stringed instrument, which he was playing on the uh, the third tune, the, the tune that we just heard and Lewis Hayes on drums and some percussion by uh, Douglas Watkins. The, the compositions we heard were all by Mr. Latif, and of course the first one was showing his uh, roots in the blues, which he, he was a magnificent uh, blues player, and of course got this huge sound on his tenor saxophone, and we heard Yusef's mood. And the second tune was uh, more of a mood piece called The Beginning, and the third piece um, certainly was uh, blues influenced, but of course it had that uh, exotic feel too, provided by uh, the rabab uh, playing the bass line and and just the the, the theme, and that was called "Morning," and uh, as in uh, the opposite of evening, not morning, <laughs> not that kind of morning. Youssef Latif, of course, who's celebrating a birthday anniversary today. He lived a great long life and, of course, was an incredibly productive musician. And uh, as I said, he was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, October 9th, today, 1920, and lived um, a good long life and died on December 23rd, 2013. Yusef Latif. We haven't quite finished with Youssef. I'm going to change, um, move to a, another recording that he did um, in a quartet setting. And uh, we'll hear a little more of his tenor saxophone, but we'll also hear uh, an example of his oboe playing. And a uh, wonderful uh, oboist. And he's accompanied here by Barry Harris on piano. Um, once again, uh, Ernie Farrell on bass, and Lex Humphreys on drums, and we're going to hear two pieces. The first one is a uh, uh, love theme from the movie Spartacus by Alex North, and the second tune is entitled uh, Snafu, and that features his tenor saxophone, and, and we'll hear a third piece of music called Purple Flower written by Youssef Latif. So uh, three more um, shorter pieces from this uh, 1961 album by the great Youssef (laughs) Latif. We heard four pieces by Youssef Latif from this uh, album called Eastern Sounds, and it came out on Prestige Records. And uh, I initially said we were going to hear three tunes, but I wanted to uh, demonstrate his uh, beautiful flute playing, which we heard on the final tune. So the music we heard, uh, well, it was Youssef. We heard um, Mr. Latif on um, oboe, tenor saxophone, and, flute. and we heard Barry Harris at the piano, Ernie Farrell on bass and rebab, and Lex Humphreys on drums. Wonderful album, um, very varied repertoire. So we opened with uh, Alex North's uh, beautiful love theme from the famous movie Spartacus. And uh, then following, the, and of course Mr. Latif played the oboe, on uh, on that piece, and then switched to tenor saxophone for his own composition, uh, kind of a groove thing, um, hypnotic as well, called snafu. And then we heard a very moody piece of music where he played tenor saxophone again called Purple Flower, and again that was his composition. And the final tune on flute was from another very famous movie from the 50s, a classic called The Robe, and it was the love theme from The Robe, written by Alfred Newman. Youssef Latif on flute, and our small tribute to this uh, incredibly talented, wonderful musician born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, today, October 9th, 1920, Youssef Latif. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. My name is Gavin Walker. We're also on the computer, which, of course, you can hear live streaming, uh, www.citr.ca. And, of course, our podcasts are on there as well. So you can, uh, if you miss some of the show and want to catch it later on, you can always check out the podcasts. Easy to access we have uh, just a couple of uh, announcements. Um, we always like to mention a couple of websites that uh, are significant to Vancouver's uh, jazz scene. First one, of course, is the most important one, is uh, the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, and that's coastaljazz.ca. Not only um, are their own concerts uh, on there. You can buy tickets. You can do everything on that particular website. Uh, it's also the schedule for Frankie's Jazz Club on Beattie Street, which, is, of course, is choreographed by Corey Weeds and uh, features uh, some great uh, musical talent from Vancouver, international talent, all kinds of people, and you, you can see the whole uh, up-and-coming schedule on coastaljazz.ca. And you can book seats, uh, make reservations, and do all that kind of stuff. So it's a very comprehensive website. Coastaljazz.ca. And the other fine website, of course, is vancouverjazz.com. And there's all kinds of links on that uh, particular website. And you can check it out. It's always fun to uh, browse around and of course, there's always wonderful music down at Pat's Pub every Saturday afternoon from three to seven. Some of our finest musicians, on the planet and in Vancouver and and uh, from the vicinity, play at Pat's Pub, and uh, the admission is free, no cover, and it's a very comfortable environment down at uh, Pat's Pub, which of course is uh, in the downtown east side. The in the historic Patricia Hotel. And, of course, there's always fine music as well in Kitsilano at uh, Blue Martini. And there are other venues where um, jazz events pop up, so uh, you can keep abreast of all that by uh, just checking out the uh, the two websites that I mentioned, coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. And we'll be right back with a tribute to... Someone who's going to be celebrating tomorrow his 100th birthday. I'm talking about Thelonious Spear Monk. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem.
1: Mass evictions. Mass and evictions.
0: Unfair rent increases.
1: What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the
0: Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca.
1: Slow down. You're not in a race. Alcohol-related deaths are one of the leading preventable causes of death in Canada. Please remember to drink responsibly.
0: All right. We're going to turn things over to someone who is going to celebrate his 100th birthday tomorrow, one of the most influential people in jazz music and one of the most interesting um, musicians ever to emerge in the 20th century, I'm talking about Thelonious Sphere Monk. And, of course, Monk uh, has made uh, tons of recordings, but we're going to listen to um, a set that he did at the Newport Jazz Festival, July 7th, 1958, with a trio, just uh, Mr. Monk at the piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Roy Haynes on drums. And uh, the complete set that he played. Um, This is the first time it's ever been issued on uh, any kind of recording. And we'll hear the complete set. There's only four tunes, and Monk is in magnificent form. Uh, The tunes are all relatively short, but they all are packed with um, wonderful playing by Thelonious Monk. And the recording quality is very good as well. So we're going to hear him open the set with a standard tune that he always liked to play, an old old standard called Just You, Just Me. And then we go to his most famous blues composition, Blue Monk, and of course then his most famous ballad, Round Midnight. And the final tune is another very famous monk composition, Well, You Needn't. So here then, Thelonious Monk, On piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Roy Haynes on drums, and uh, happy 100th birthday, Mr. Monk. (laughs) ¶¶ This music had uh, never been reissued before this particular uh, uh, album. And, of course, it's, uh, it's an import. It was uh, the complete um, set that he did at uh, the Newport Jazz Festival, July seventh, 1958, with a trio with, um, of course, Thelonious Monk at the piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Roy Haynes on drums. And of course, uh, as we all know, Thelonious Sphere Monk was born October 10th, 1917. And uh, at the stroke of midnight, he'll be celebrating wherever he is his 100th birthday. And um, Mr. Monk left this earth February 17th, 1982. He was 64 years old. And of course, um, what we heard uh, was. Um, uh, the tunes, um, Monk, of course, uh, on piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Roy Haynes on drums. I think I said that, uh, but the tunes are Just You, Just Me, was the first tune, and then his most famous blues composition, Blue Monk, and we followed that with his most famous ballad, "Round Midnight, and the final tune was another great tune, uh very often-in-played tune, Well, you needn't. And, of course, Thelonious Monk made such a huge contribution to um, modern American jazz and uh, so many recordings and uh, so many wonderful experiences with this uh, incredibly unique musician. Coming up next is someone who is still very much with us. He is celebrating his 83rd birthday today, October 9th. And I'm talking about Abdullah Ibrahim, who was in his early days known as Dollar Brand, and he was born in South Africa. And we're going to be hearing some of his uh, music right now. We're going to begin with uh, his band called Ikaya. And this was a band that uh, he had together with uh, some wonderful people. Of course, Abdullah is playing the piano, wrote Both of these, or these three compositions we're going to hear. Carlos Ward plays alto saxophone. Ricky Ford on tenor saxophone. The late Charles Davis on baritone saxophone. Dick Griffin on trombone. Cecil McBee on bass. And Ben Riley on drums. And the music, of course, is all directed and arranged by Abdullah Ibrahim. The first one is called Ikaya which uh, in South African uh, dialect means home. And the second piece of music is called Soto Blue. And the third piece of music is a most intriguing composition called Tuwang Guru. And uh, this is his band. It's um, called Ikaya. And the first tune we're going to hear, that's the title. Abdullah Ibrahim, happy birthday. We heard three pieces by Abdullah Ibrahim and his band Ikaya. And uh, the people involved here, are of course, the great Carlos Ward on alto saxophone, Ricky Ford on tenor saxophone, Charles Davis on baritone saxophone, Dick Griffin on trombone, Cecil McBee on bass, and Ben Riley on drums. And we heard three tunes all. Uh, composed and arranged by Abdullah Ibrahim. Ikaya was the first tune. Ikaya, of course, is a South African word for home. And uh, the second tune was Soto Blue. And the third tune was Tuang Guru. And of course, Abdullah Ibrahim, very interesting man, he was born in South Africa. He was born in Cape Town. And his Birth name was Adolf Johannes Brand, and of course, later on, as he began to work as a professional musician, he uh, shortened his name to Dollar brand and uh, one of the reasons he was called dollar is because he would get uh, hold of American dollars and uh, meet the ships that were coming into the port uh, because he the sailors uh, very often had records with him, and he would buy them, and, and they would charge him a, a dollar, a, an American dollar. And of course, uh, he he managed to get a hold of a lot of jazz recordings and um, got steeped into the music of of uh, people that eventually were his idols: Duke Ellington, uh, Thelonious Monk, uh, all all kinds of people, and uh, of course, develop his own uh, style and. Uh, a most uh, a most interesting man with with an extremely um varied and uh um, career uh in in music <laughs> um it's hard to uh briefly describe uh, all of his accomplishments but uh, you can always read about them uh, on, on the web the next uh tribute to um abdullah ibrahim is strictly his piano playing. And this is one of my absolute favorite um, performances of him. It was recorded in Toronto um, in 1971. And uh, he was given a a beautiful piano uh, in in the recording studio. And it was uh, issued on Sackville Records uh, as African Portraits. And we're going to hear, um, very often during these solo uh, piano pieces, he would um, play a whole bunch of different melodies, and and sometimes he would dwell on one and explore it. And other times he would simply give you a brief rendition and then move on to the next one. Uh, His solo uh, piano playing was always very interesting. You know, he appeared here at the Vancouver... Uh, jazz festival just a couple of years ago at the uh, at the Vogue Theater, and it was a beautiful concert. It was done uh, during the high holiday, um, Muslim holiday of Ramadan, and uh, uh, Abdullah was in a, a very sort of reverent mood. Um, but uh, he performed with his uh, incredible trio and played some absolutely gorgeous music. It was quiet and 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 meditative but it was an unbelievable performance. But this piece that we're going to hear, this solo piano, is uh, absolutely incredible, and it's one of my favorite outings by Abdullah Ibrahim. The first um, segment of this is uh, his own composition called Cherry, and then the second, all of a sudden it segues into the second piece, which is called Brajo from Kilimanjaro, And he explores uh, this, and uh, you can just use your imagination and just get such a feeling from his music on here. So here it is, Abdullah Ibrahim, solo piano. Cherry segued into Brajo from Kilimanjaro. That was Abdullah Ibrahim at the piano, and a lengthy improvisation of two of his compositions. The beginning was uh, the upbeat uh, piece of music was called Cherry, and the second very hypnotic, uh, long exploration into all kinds of uh, paths and lanes and runways, and everything else, was entitled Brajo from Kilimanjaro. And all of that was recorded in Toronto at the Sackville Records Recording Studio on February 18, 1971. And, of course, we paid tribute uh, with a, a group that uh, Abdullah led and, of course, this uh, wonderful solo piano by Abdullah Ibrahim. Who was uh, born in Cape Town, South Africa, on October 9th, 1934. And of course, he's celebrated uh, on, I guess it's now yesterday, his 83rd birthday. Someone else whose birthday is uh, right around the corner on Wednesday, October 11th is someone known as Abdullah ibn Buhena. But he's better known as Art Blakey. And of course, he's one of the greatest of all jazz drummers and led a group of musicians called the Jazz Messengers for many years with all kinds of different people in the band. uh, We're going to play a piece by the Jazz Messengers um, in tribute to Art Blakey. And he told me himself in in a very roundabout way that this was his favorite edition of the Jazz Messengers because he had many, many editions of the band. But it was a training ground for musicians, and they developed and then moved on. And um, Blakey was uh, uh, encouraged talent, encouraged people to write, encouraged people to get out there and do their thing. He was a, a real school of jazz for so many musicians. This particular band, as I said, was his favorite and it features the wonderful trumpeter Lee Morgan, sadly ill-fated. Wayne Shorter, still alive on tenor saxophone, Jimmy Merritt on bass, the great Bobby Timmons at the piano and of course Art Blakey on drums. And this is a Wayne Shorter composition from a very famous album called The Big Beat. And this is a piece of music called The Chess Players. Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. Thank you. Talk about a long fade-out ending. Three tunes from this uh, great Art Blakey album called The Big Beat, which was issued on Blue Note Records, all recorded in March of 1960 and, of course, paying tribute to one of the great drummers in jazz. He was a really a school uh, of music and, of course, uh, a great drummer, band leader, and uh, all kinds of other things, Art Blakey. He uh, was born in Pittsburgh October 11th, so his birthday his birthday anniversary is right around the corner, October 11th, 1919, and passed away October 16th, 1990. He was 71 years old, died of lung cancer. Blakey led this incredible band. Uh, of course, he had so many editions of the Jazz Messengers, but he uh, claimed that this was his favorite edition. And we heard Lee Morgan on trumpet, who was just barely out of his teens, and Wayne Shorter, who um, was just beginning his ascent um, in terms of uh, being such an influential musician on tenor saxophone. He had been appointed the musical director of this band. Bobby Timmons at the piano, the late, great Bobby Timmons. Jimmy Merritt, as Blakey always referred to him as the workhorse of the band, on bass, And, of course, Art Blakey on drums. And we heard three tunes. Uh, The first one was written by Wayne Shorter called The Chess Players. The second one was written by a former jazz messenger, Bill Hardman. And that was called Politely, was the second tune. And the third tune was a Wayne Shorter arrangement of a standard tune called It's Only a Paper Moon. And, uh, of course, that was uh, one of the mainstays of the band, that particular tune. It's only a paper moon. So a a small tribute to the great Art Blakey. And that's it for another edition of The Jazz Show. We'll be back next week, uh, starting at 9 p.m. and carrying on until well after midnight, right here on CITR. FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and I wish you well, and uh, we'll see you again in seven days. Come on by. Bye-bye.
1: body